everybody. How you doing today? Uh, PD and P-Dubs back with you, unscripted, on the podcast. So great to have you with us again. And uh, how's it going, PD? It's going pretty good. It's a beautiful day outside. I mean, I just want to go take a little walk out there. Oh, man. It is really a beautiful day. Uh, had a little opportunity to be outside with uh, meeting a friend over at uh, Conscious Cup in uh, Palatine. Yeah, you were rave, giving some rave reviews as you came back. First time, uh, you know, customer will return. I am now, I have earned 28 reward points Ooh. in my purchase, so I don't know what that means for me, but I'm on my way. So there's stuff for non-coffee drinkers there? Yes, I had what's called a Wild Berry Grove smoothie, fruit smoothie, and ooh-wee. Do they have, like, any food that you could eat? Um, You know, they got, like, little munchy things. I didn't pay too much attention to the food items because I was, like, really scanning the drink items and stuff because I'm not a coffee drinker. So, like, What's you know. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I, I've really tried, you know, especially in seminary. You know, we were talking about seminary last time. Did you guys have, like, a free coffee, you know, uh, area after chapel? Uh, they might have. I don't know. I, I never looked for it if we did because oh. I'm not a cop and I may or may not have gone to chapel oh. every day. Oh, okay. Well, so I don't <laughs> mean to like, you know, <laughs> well, see, and part of it is like set you up for anything. You know, but like, did you have chapel consistent same time every day, all three years on campus? Yeah, it was 10 a.m. See, they mess with ours like every year they change the time. Oh, what? Are there, then they're not Lutheran. Like, who one, changes times? Like, one year is like at like nine thirty, and uh-huh. I was like, if I don't have a class before nine thirty, I'm not I'm getting not going. I'm not getting ready just <laughs> to go to chapel. And then they went to like eleven o'clock, and so we never had like it kind of changed because they were trying to figure out what time worked best. So it was like the early one. I was like, well, if I don't have anything beforehand, I'm not, I'm not really going to get ready for this. <laughs> but when we had it at like eleven, I did. We did go more my last year. And my buddy, who was in one of the one of my friends in the rock band picture I put up on with the post for the the call day episode of our podcast, he was like, he's like, okay, guys, let's go sit in the front. And we sat in the front like every time. And Chef was like, what? Why are we sitting up front? Yeah, that this feels wrong. No, I was always kind of in the middle to the back. But uh, yeah, so after after chapel, uh, you know, um, we would have chapel, and there would be we'd go to the student commons. And there was a bevy of selections for coffee, all different kind of brews, for free. And they're like, oh, you know, your your student commons fee that you pay pays, pays for this. And I'm like, well, what about non-coffee drinkers? You know, like, is there soda? Is there Mountain Dew? Oh, yeah, go to the refrigerator, but you have to pay $2 or whatever, $1.50, $2 for your Mountain Dew. And I'm like, huh. What's my what? fee going for? Where's my fee going for? You know, oh. I'm, I'm. What am I? You know, I got to keep paying. You That's know, ridiculous. So that I, I should have. I will. I was, I was not so moved to make a protest. I would have started a revolution. <laughs> I'm an under the radar kind of guy. I didn't want to cause waves. Yeah, because I guess like think about that. Like especially when we had chapel at eleven ish. Like there's no point to do the coffee because people then just went in the cafeteria and got lunch. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, like now that's making me think, how did they pay for like Profenstein at, at my set at St. Louis? Like, mm, I, don't know. I don't know if you had guys hit something like that. We had once a month 
what they called Profenstein, where a professor would get up on his soapbox, so to speak, and talk about whatever he wanted. Oh, okay. And they have like a couple of cakes from Schlafly's Brewery in St. Oh. Louis. Oh. And it was all free. Yeah, we had something called Gamutlakite. Mm, that's, and, that's a little more Lutheran sounding. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was free. You know, we didn't have to pay for that. So I guess I didn't always go to Gamutlakite, but it was it was kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, it was during pickup basketball time, our Profenstein, so basketball won out. Uh, but it's like, how do we get all this money for like two cases of beer? Like, yeah, everyone? right, right. But anyway, so uh, I don't know how we got there, but... Um, nice outside. Oh, yeah, and I went to a coffee shop. So I would try. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a Lutheran pastor. I have to learn how to drink coffee, right, as every Lutheran pastor does. And I would try, and I could not... I can't stand the taste. So, all right, I'm going to put some extra sugar or extra cream or extra frou-frou stuff or, you know, some caramel in there. And I could not get past the taste. So that, that you know, it's just, I'm never going to have, uh, be going for coffee. It's just mm-hmm. not my thing. Manuel must have really messed up calling two pastors that don't, don't drink like coffee. Don't like coffee, I know. Like, oh boy. But yeah, for those, you know, in the Chicagoland area, just a quick plug here for Conscious Cup, you know, not that we're getting any royalties no. from this, but they do have uh, places in Libertyville, Cary, Palatine, Crystal Lake, and Barrington. So mm. a lot kind of right in this general area with yeah. Cary, Palatine, Crystal Lake, Barrington, Libertyville, mm-hmm. a little bit further out. Yeah. So, and I don't even know, is it a, it is a, is it a Christian owned business or is there, I don't know if I've, I feel like I've heard something about that with conscious cup. Yeah. I don't know. It just maybe. says thoughtfully crafted, ethically sourced. Okay. So I think that's maybe where the conscious comes in that they're ethically sourced. Gotcha. So, yeah, we're not here to talk coffee or no. Conscious Cup because, like I said, we're not getting any kickback from no. this. No uh, no Yeti's Revenge coffee being delivered to the church or Station no. Street coffee. Or Nitro Brew. Is that one of them? That's one of them. That's the cold coffee, Nitro Brew. Okay, I'm just looking at their Brothers Espresso or Robot Robot Heart. Ooh, specialty coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, we sat outside and, you know, out in the public at the train station and, you know, it kind of segues a little bit into the topic I want to talk about is is going public with our faith. And, uh, you know, I've been sharing with PD uh, last Saturday I was and Friday and Saturday, I was invited by a friend to go to a men's conference in the area and uh, the church had uh, their first conference and the title was Going Public, How to Live Out Your Faith. And... Uh, the main speaker there was a gentleman named uh, John Dixon. He is a professor at uh, Wheaton Bible College and uh, an Australian-born uh, Christian and pastor and now professor. Really great uh, content that he delivered, and uh, I always love a good Australian accent. Say, did, he, did he kind of sound like Ken Ham? Who he, he had the he had the Australian accent, and uh, you know he's he's talking about his friends, and so he would use oh me and my mates over my, there, my and mates, Ooh. my mates, and uh, so you know I always dig up on a little of that, and uh, but um, yeah, he had a lot of encouragement for us as uh, men in Christ, but certainly this is good for everyone. You know, um, what are what are some of the things that we struggle with in terms of sharing our faith with people in the public? Or you well, know? I think it's just in general sharing, talking about our faith, because isn't that you know people always say you shouldn't talk religion and politics? Yeah, yeah. And so, 
but politics people seem to love to talk about. They seem to have no problem with. But yeah. religion, it's like, well, I don't know if I want to offend this person, or I don't know where they stand when it comes to their faith, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to shy away because I don't want to offend somebody. Well, and you're speaking of one of the first two things out of the box, where he's like, you know, these there's there's reactions about, you know, sharing your faith in a post-Christian world because we're kind of we're seeing more people like move away from faith or not even come to faith, and and for Christians, we we have a tendency to lose confidence because you know we're kind of shy and timid about it, and we don't want to, as you said. Um, you know, come across like we're judging or, you know, like don't know what they'll say. And so it kind of helps, makes us retreat a little bit. And I think another thing that causes that retreat is like people feel ill-equipped, that they're not equipped enough to share like, oh, I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather leave that to somebody that's more experienced or can talk more about their faith than myself. Right. So he, he talked about, you know, there's two kinds of people. One who are shy and timid about their faith. And then you have other people who are kind of belligerent, you know, like know-it-alls. And he called them like belligerent jerks. Like I know it all and your lifestyle is wrong and I'm right. And, and so, you know, that, that kind of, uh, you know, puts labels on Christians and in either way. But uh, so we're kind of stuck with that. And he's like, you know, we shouldn't worry about losing confidence. You know, God God wants us to, you know, speak about our faith uh, when given the opportunity. And um, and he he uh, he said, you know, one source of that confidence in our faith is based off Psalm ninety six. And uh, so uh, we won't read the whole psalm, but um, probably the first uh, few verses. And if you want to split it, I got it pulled up on my okay. computer. Um, how about if we go... Some great behind-the-scenes here of our planning yeah, here for the listener. Right. How about we go to verse 10? I'll do the first five, you do the next five. Okay. So Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. I guess we might as well just read the last three verses. I thought there were more than 13 like, verses. I was like, I was almost saying, I was almost going to be like, well, here's a bonus. I'm just going to keep reading. Yeah, so, uh, well, go ahead. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and the fi- that all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest for- sing for joy. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Yeah, so it's not only us who are singing and declaring his name, but all of creation, you know. And, uh, you know, certainly in the first opening words, you know, sing of the Lord a new song, 
tell of his salvation, how often? From day to day. Um, declare his glory um, and all of that. So, uh, yeah, so this is where we should get confidence because the psalm writer is telling us to talk about the Lord, you know, sing about him, talk about him, declare, you know, how awesome he is. And then Jesus, too, uh, and Emmanuel's mission statement is Matthew 28, 18 to 20, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, and and so forth. And so that's why, you know, God's call is to go public and, and to be ready and open to share our faith. And, uh, you know, um, then Professor Dixon uh, said, you know, look at First Peter 3, 14 through 15, which in a synopsis is don't don't fear, uh, but always be prepared to give an answer in, in, in season and out of season of the testimony of the faith that is within you. And uh, so that, that was like the confidence builder for and I, us. And I like that idea of the testimony of the faith within you. Mm-hmm. So that's just talking about the faith and what you know and what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always say this is one of my go-tos with like uh, the blind man that Jesus healed. He just told the testimony of faith that he experienced. Right. And that's what I think First Peter's talking about, and all this is talking about. Right. Who could tell you that you're wrong when you say, like, the blind man, well, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know who he is or where he is now, but all I just know is this guy did this to me. I see now. Yeah, I can see. So, and, uh, so yeah, it, it's as simple as that. And, and you know, you're kind of hitting, like, the the whole conference in a nutshell. You know, it's like, you know, don't be so concerned about, like, coming up with, you know, you know, the right script to do or to have like in your mind, okay, I'm going to share this scripture and then I'm going to transition to this and I'm going to talk about law and gospel or justification. Ooh. You know. Justification, that's that's a great word. That's a big word. So you're telling me I shouldn't have my note cards pre-prepared and like as the conversation is going like, wait, how am I going to work this part of the conversation now? Um, yeah, you know, it might not, you might not even get to your note cards. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, like, here's one thing he shared. He's like, you know, um, people are, you know, self-conscious in their sharing, so they automatically have a negative assumption. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, like you were saying, I'm ill-equipped. Others will blab everything you know, like a gospel download. And he goes, honestly, your opportunity to share about Jesus could be done in 30 seconds. You know, like in, in, in any kind of conversation. So, like, while you're sitting there getting out your note cards, the time is done, you know, right. and it, the, the moment came, the moment passed. So what are you going to say in that small time that is simple enough to make the person think about what you're bringing? And I think another part of that, which is something that people value these days, is the authenticity. Because if you're, like, pulling out your note cards... Or like where it sounds so scripted yeah. or rehearsed, like, oh, he said this, so now, or she said this, now I'm going to go down this tangent or this rabbit hole, Yeah, and it sounds scripted or fake, people are going to sniff that sniff out. Sniff that out a and, mile away. And they won't care what you have to say. Exactly. It's going to stay authentic, just kind of, you know, and I think that's why I like our podcast and why we called it Unscripted. Mm-hmm. This is really just our unscripted thoughts. I mean, we have an idea of what we're going to talk about when we come into the studio, but everything else is just bouncing off and seeing mm-hmm. where the conversation goes. And people, I think, can appreciate that in cons- compared to being so scripted 
and it just sounds okay. They're not really give it. They're not really into it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, while like uh, you know, you know, all uh, transparency here, I'm I'm sitting here looking at my notes from the the conference, you know, because right. I want to provide you know pass along some good nuggets. But yeah, I mean, it, you're you're exactly right, and I think that's what the Lord expects life together to be with. With with people, with Christians, with Christians to Christians or Christians and non Christians, just like be natural, right? You know, like you have no other problems starting up conversations about other topics. So you know, you know this so well, and you have a love for the Lord. Uh, when the opportunity arises, just speak about it, right? And I'm not saying that oh, you can't. Hey, hey, this is one of my talking points. When, yeah, you can have that in the back. Have of your that head. like, hey, you know, this is one of the things I share. Like I think mm-hmm. about. With our confirmation students, each of them gives a faith statement. Mm-hmm. And throughout that eighth grade year, I meet with them each individually for those that don't know, and I share my own faith statement with them. It's pretty much the same talking points it has been the last six, seven years I've been doing it with the kids. Yeah. But is it exactly the same each time? No. Like I might take a little bit different tangents or might not share something the same way or something I might say, oh, yeah, that triggers another memory, and you go that way with it. Mm -hmm, But it's still the same story, still hit upon kind of the key concepts. Absolutely. And, and, you know, not everybody is uh, comfortable just kind of unscripted, like we're kind of like purporting. You know, some people need that organizational mind thought, and there's nothing wrong as like you're saying, like, you know, before you're sharing, like really get it down in your head, and like, you know, when the opportunity comes, maybe it's like, Oh yeah, here's 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 a verse that I've been always, you know, writing God's word on my heart and my mind. So like, you know, if somebody asks me about the faith, you know, I can just say, well, yeah, I believe this because God's word says this here, and then then that sounds like, wow, that is that is in you. You know, you didn't right. you're not pulling out the note card and saying, well, verse four and five say, you know, right. and. Um, that, that comes off a whole lot better. And I don't know if this is something they talk about there, but I think, too, another kind of thing that's helpful or beneficial for, like, that authenticity, mm-hmm. instead of saying, like, oh, well, this Bible verse says this, be like, well, it says something on the lines, kind of like you did with that first Peter one, like, I'm going to paraphrase it. Yeah. Because I think that's a little more authentic. Or, like, somebody saying, well, I think somewhere in the Bible, let me look it up real quick on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then, because then it's like, well, do you really know it if you got to like yeah. look it up? But I think if you say, hey, paraphrase, or I'm going to quote the best I can remember, mm-hmm. I think that has a little more of that authenticity. People are more willing to listen. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and people have a fear of like being rejected, like you said. People have a fear of being mistreated. People have a fear of being. They don't want the finger wave, the Dikembe yeah. finger wave. No, Get not, that to my house. Not in my house. <laughs> um, so, or. Uh, don't you know you have a fear of being a hypocrite? You know, labeled a hypocrite. You have a fear of being accused, or you have a fear of not having an answer. These are all valid fears, right? And like, you know, God just doesn't want you to be hung up on the fears. You know, we're not to have uh, a faith uh, driven by fear and timidity. Um, so, so John comes up with five points that kind of help keep in mind. You know, as you go through these things to get past these fears. One is. Start with your actions, not your words. You know, show in the way you live and the way you care, um, you know, that, that you are a, a follower of Jesus and that you love uh, love people. And I, I think that speaks volumes. That's the old adage, action speaks louder than words. Right. And, um, and then he, he, he does say, 
you know, be studious. So kind of the things that you were saying, you know, like with your confirmands, you know, they're forming and crafting and, and, you know, writing God's word on your heart and your mind. Be studious. Be in the word. But uh, don't be apathetic. You know, don't don't just say, oh, I can't do it. Uh, it's just not part of me. And then he says, think small, not big. And that was a big takeaway for me. It was like the simplicity was one thing, and under simplicity is small. You know, just and, think small. And I wonder if that's what we think. We always think big because we think of like what you read in the Bible, like Moses had a burning bush to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Balaam had a donkey talk to him. Yeah. All these things are the Red Sea parting. All these mir- miracles, miraculous things. And we're like, well, I've never had any of those things happen. Yeah. Right. So we're looking for that big thing, but it could be that small, like, oh, I left a couple seconds later. And if I would have been on my normal time, maybe I would have been in an accident because there is an accident right in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we almost we don't chalk it up to like God. We're just like, oh, that was lucky. Yeah. When it's God at work, His providence has taken care of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks different than what we read about in Scripture, but He's still doing the exact same things. Yeah. And even if we get in an accident, it doesn't mean that God wasn't with us. Right. You know, but like he's with us even when we run into things and have bad accidents. And uh, that's the key is that he's with us. So, but yeah, to, to think small and not be big, like you're saying, like these, I have to come up with something life changing in this moment that will forever alter this person's uh, life trajectory. Don't think of it that way. Just be you, you know, yeah. and be, you know, simple and and small. Well, it's kind of my, I think we've talked about, I don't know if it's here, gathering place or off air or whatever, but how we're not afraid to share about a place we love, like a restaurant or music that we like or a movie. Mm-hmm. We're not afraid of all those like rejections. Mm-hmm. And it just comes up simple. It's a simple, it's not like, oh, this is going to be a life changing, like, you know, like how we're talking about Conscious Cup. Yeah. Like you didn't want, you're not sharing that because, like, oh, this will change your life. Right. It's like, hey, this was good. It was pretty good. Yeah. You're not afraid if I say, well, that I had it. It wasn't very good. No, not at or all. Or like, you're not worried, like, is, he, is his life going to be changed for the better? Yeah. Well, you went to Conscious Cup and you didn't have any coffee. You were, your life wasn't changed. Yeah. You had a fruit smoothie. <laughs> what kind of person are you? You know. So yeah, you could have you could have like judged me and accused me and. You know, I go to a conscious cup and I get a smoothie. I mean, yeah. It's almost does, hypocritical. Who does that? <laughs> well, I guess I would have done the same too. Yeah. Well, and the fourth point that John brings forward is to be intentional, not unaware. So so always have a mind in your daily life of like, okay, what opportunities is God putting before me in meeting people in different arenas of my life, you know, either at work or in my neighborhood or when I go to the store. Yeah, things like that. Um, Just be aware. Keep your eyes and ears open. And, you know, don't don't like like overthink, but, you know, be intentional. Like, okay, Lord, um, I'm going to try and be aware of the people around me and notice them. Like, do they do they need someone just with general kindness? Right. And maybe say a prayer like, as you're going into the store, Lord, open my eyes to what you have for me to do here, mm-hmm. not just to get whatever you need from the local grocery store or whatever shop you're at. Exactly. Or if I bump into someone during the aisle, help me to be kind and you know, and just uh, you know, pass along some general kindness and see where that takes me. You know, 
Right. I don't know if this is, I mean, I've never done this, but maybe this would be a good practice where each day at the end of the day, like when you're doing your closing prayers, be like, were there any opportunities that I missed? Kind of reassess the day. Yeah. Because I don't know if then that would help train our eyes to be like. That's a good thought. Like, oh, you know, I missed that here. Yeah. Kind of. Like kind of that reflecting back of what Mm -hmm. people do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had opportunities in my life where I knew that the Lord put before me an opportunity to share faith and, and I froze. You know, I remember distinctly in the workplace when I was a consultant for uh accounting software. I mean, it was right there in front of me at the at the work office. And I I was like I froze and the moment came and the moment passed. And I I was like in deep regret. I mean I remember just like like slamming myself and apologizing. Right. But you know what the Lord did? Sometime later, I don't know what it was, I was in the car with that same coworker going to a job site and he brought something up about my faith. And I thought, oh, game on. Right. So, you know, like, okay, he brought it up. Okay. So it was so it's one of those things like, you know, if you maybe would have took it that first time, maybe you wouldn't have been as cognizant the second time, like, you know, mm-hmm. that girl learning from your mistake that you're more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that awareness. Or have like, okay, when I'm with this person, I need to be more alert and ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so great learnings there, PD. And then finally, the fifth one he says is just share with confidence, not fear. And, and then we've kind of talked about that before. Is like just have the confidence in who God made you to be and and who you are and and uh, what He's done for your life. Kind of like the blind man who was healed. You know, a man born blind now he's healed. He, he just shared with confidence. I mean, there was no like. Uh, he wasn't like I. I don't know. Like, yeah, get away from me. Don't like, no. I can't. I, I don't feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his parents were, but that was because of the fear of what might happen to him. Exactly. <laughs> right. He was kind of. He's like, I don't care. Exactly. So um, you know, was when we preached about that a couple, like a month ago, I was like, I had to retell that multiple times, and it wasn't like he got shaky or like, no, I can't. He was. Here's what I know, guys. Yeah. I know, and that's the beauty of that and story. And even like we kind of talked about because I think we did a deeper dive on that one. I think we did. Where yeah. it was kind of almost like the, what do you want to do? You want to see him too, so you could be his disciple. So he almost got a little arrogant with it, like, hey, yeah, yeah. Like so, it wasn't like he was like, uh, I'm not going to share, but he almost is like, I don't know if it's an arrogance or something. <laughs> but that idea, like, well, do you want to be his disciple too? Right, right. Oh man. Yeah, so those are some of the tidbits there. Um, you know, the the final thing I guess I'll share is, um, um, you know, some we had a couple of breakout sessions, and some of them that I went to, one of them was, uh, you know, it was it was about like um, going public at work, kind of what we were just talking about with my prior life, and uh, you know, number one, like. All work is God's work. You know, don't don't think that all of this sharing and uh, sharing of faith is just relegated to pastors or church workers, and, and that that your work is of less value to God than someone who's in a in in a role like us. Sure. It, it absolutely isn't. That's, I almost feel like there's more opportunities to share because, like, I was thinking, like, okay, you know, we talk about witnessing at work. I'm like, okay, who do I work with the most? Probably you, mm-hmm. my next door neighbor in the office. Yeah. I'm like, well, I think he kind of, I think you kind of <laughs> know about know Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm like, 
I don't think I really got a witness there. Yeah. And when as I step out of my office, there's Linda. They're mm-hmm. the Lindas. Mm-hmm. I, I think they know Jesus. Yep. So it's like, but in like an office in a secular world outside of a church, the person next to you or as you step out of the office might not be a Christian or might not know. So you have a greater opportunity to witness. Yeah. Not saying that I'm pushing all of that onto like the people, but it's, you know, you have an important role to share mm-hmm. in your workplace. Yeah, and for me, you know, I always use the side door out of my office. And, uh, well, right outside of my side door is an apartment building. And I can't tell you how often I come out of there and I bump into people. Right. And um, they know who I am. They know my role. And and I just treat it like a greeting of a neighbor. You know, right. hey, you know, how's it going? And so I get to know their names and... Um, like I got to know the landlord, his name's Jeff. I mean, all these years, all of a sudden him and I have a conversation and, uh, there was no like conversation about like Jesus. I mean, but I was talking about the project that he was doing with the, the patio and the, or the, the staircase. And, uh, and then he's like, Oh, well, you know, what times are your, are your masses and, uh, during the day? And I said, Oh, well, you know, we have school, but today there's chapel. And he was like drilling into the concrete. And he goes, I just don't want to make a loud noise if your guys are doing something in church. And I Which thought, is, well, that was really nice. That's really nice of him. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, that's I'm, I, I, I look at those opportunities. I go to my car and I see one of those neighbors. And, you know, it's just like, I'm not sitting there like, hey, you want to come to church? You know, like, do you have a church home? Not like, you oh, know. handing out your card or yeah. like information about Emmanuel. Yeah, here's a track. You know, yeah. it's like, I just want them to get to know me. Right. And then I think, let the Lord do his work in those conversations. And yeah. typically, like John Dixon is saying, those are very simple conversations. Right. And you don't know, like, maybe they don't come to Emmanuel. But they might go, okay, hey, that guy was a Christian. He was nice to me. I've had some maybe bad experience with Christians, but maybe they're not all that bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe at some point I'm willing to check out like a church. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, all like back to like, it's almost like a vocation thing. Like all work is God's work. So no matter where you work, um, God has placed you there and put people around you. Um, and the work that you do is, is helping mankind. Uh, no matter what it is, and it's very important. And um, so, you know, he kind of took us back to the garden where God had work for Adam and Eve to do. And uh, so, uh, and in our work, work can be a form of worship, like praising and thanking God for giving us purpose in life. You know, you think of like Peter who denied Jesus. And when Jesus met him uh, by the Sea of Galilee, when he made breakfast for him on the shoreline, what did he do? Well, he, he forgave him, but he gave him work to do. He's right. like, I got work for you to do. And it was multiple things, feed and tend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, all of that is important to God. The second thing about work, of like uh, going public at work, is all work is a calling. And uh, they showed a video of a lady who said, you know, I am a Christian assigned to the marketplace. And I thought, oh. That's pretty cool. Like she understands that in this marketplace where she works in business, she's, I, I think she was an owner of a business or she was on a C-level, CEO, C-something, oh, um, where she says, you know, first I'm a Christian and God has put me here in the marketplace to 
to, to share. And then lastly, about work, all work is an opportunity. Um, and so no matter where we're at, we're always going to have an opportunity to share God's word uh, in, in our workplace. So, you know, it's like, as I said earlier, God surrounds us with work uh, colleagues, customers, vendors, people we bump into, and there's opportunities abound, you right. know. It's kind of what we talked about, drawing Jesus on his mission, the one. Uh-huh. Just keep your eyes open, and the more you're aware of it and keep your eyes open, the more you'll see it. It's almost like, or at least maybe, at least silly analogy maybe, but I think it's almost like whenever you buy a new car, you see that car on the road so much more. Like <laughs> yes. Before you get that car, you're like, oh, I've not, like when I, had my Do- when I got my Dodge Caliber, yes. I was like, I've never seen a Caliber on the road. Then after I got it, I'm like, oh, there's a Caliber, there's a Caliber. There's one, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if I'm the only one that's views that. No, no, dude. I we do the same thing, and in fact, the other day, Gwen and I were out driving. My wife, Gwen, and I was noticing. Yeah, I said, you know, all these new cars coming out, like, um, they all seem to more cars are the color white or the color black. I see a lot of those, you know, especially with the electronic cars and like right. Teslas see a lot of white Teslas or whatever. And uh, she goes, really? You think so? I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of do. And so we're driving along, and it's like, well, there's a white vehicle, white, 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 white. And she goes, well, there's a black one, black one, black and mine, one. Black. Well, mine's a pretty dark gray, almost yeah, black. Yeah, and so, yeah, you get into different shades. And uh, so, you know, you're right. Whatever you put your mind to, all of a sudden you, you begin to start seeing more of it. So maybe that's what we need to do when it comes to these opportunities, just Think, like keep our eyes open, and mm-hmm. the more we do that, the more we'll see them. Yeah, go out in the marketplace, in the world, in the community with eyes of faith. And as Pastor said, you know, after you assess, you know, something previously, uh, but like you said, oh, I'm going to enter into this store or whatever. We'll just say, hey, Lord, help me. You know, keep my eyes open and see what He does because He'll do some interesting things. That He will. Yeah. So thank you all for listening here today and. Hope this was a good conversation for you guys and God's blessings. Mm-hmm.